Today we're talking about great in the cause. And when I speak of the cause here today, I'm talking of the cause of, of Jesus Christ, the cause of why he came to earth, of why he died on the cross, of why he rose from the dead, and why he ascended back to the Father, the cause of Christ, the cause of bringing every man, every boy, and every girl on planet earth, every person, all eight billion of us, into the saving knowledge of his love, of his forgiveness, and to give us each new life uh, through his life. That's the cause that, is on the, that I'm referring to, that's on the screen behind me, great in the, the cause. And the cause of Jesus Christ, it is truly a great, it is a magnificent cause. Eight billion people, there's a lot of people. And the cause of Christ is that every person understands his love and his forgiveness. But not only did Jesus come uh, with this purpose of saving mankind but Jesus with that particular cause but he also after his resurrection and before he ascended back to the father he gave us he gave his disciples at that time and he gave us today the same cause the cause of preaching the gospel of cause of making his name known and his love and his grace available to every man woman boy and girl and the scriptures we call it the great commission Today we're calling it the great cause, but the great commission, and it's truly great, it's truly magnificent, it's wonderful, eight billion people. And we recognize today as believers in Christ that it is our cause. It is our cause to build His church. It is our cause to make His name known far and wide. It is our cause, and it's for that cause, the cause of Christ, that we sacrifice, and we, 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 through hardships and turmoil, we hold on to that cause, the cause of Jesus Christ. And Paul, in the Scriptures, he talks about this cause. He says, Philippians chapter 1 and 13, he says, I, he said that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ Jesus has become well known. Philemon 1 and 23 says, Greetings to you from Epaphras, my fellow prisoner, here in the cause of Christ. And so Paul acknowledges that he, he suffers hardships and difficulties for the cause of Christ, the cause of Christ. It's a great cause. And it's why I believe in this world we live in today, one in eight Christians, one in eight Christians today suffer persecution for their faith. That's 340 million people. That's a lot of Christians today suffer persecution. Why? For the cause of Christ. They say in this year that we live in 2020, now 2021, that due to the COVID-19, persecution has risen. People have used it as an excuse to, to increase persecution on Christians, but we have held on to the cause. And these one in eight Christians, for the cause of Jesus Christ. It's a great cause. And they say that we know instinctively that we as human beings, we need a cause greater than ourselves. We need a cause that we can sacrifice for, that we can serve in. We need this cause. It gives us purpose. It gives us a sense of destiny. And our cause today as believers is to advance the cause of Jesus Christ. And in that cause, we live truly great lives. We live great lives in, in the cause. And I think of in the scriptures a man named Abraham, and God called Abraham to a great cause. He called Abraham to be the father of many nations. It was a great cause. And it's interesting that in Genesis chapter 12, uh, the scripture says in verse 2, it, God makes Abraham a promise. In other words, God calls Abraham to a great cause, but notice God says, first of all, Abraham, I'm going to do something for you. He says, in that cause, I'll make your name great, I'll, or I'll make you in a great nation, and I'll bless you and I'll make your name great. 
In other words, God's saying, I'm going to make you great. I'll make your influence great. I'll make you great. I'll bless you greatly. And then, why? So that you can be a blessing. In other words, for the cause, God says, you need to be great. You need to be great, Abraham, so that you can complete and fulfill uh, this great cause. And it's no different today. God has given us a great cause, the cause that every man, woman, boy, and girl understand his saving grace to build his church. It's a great cause. But likewise, God says of you and I today, he wants you to be a great person, to live with great faith, great love, great hope, to be great in spirit. God needs a great you. And I would also say as a pastor of this church, God, this church needs a great you, great in faith, great in love, great in spirit, great in, great in hope. God needs us to be great, to fulfill this great commission. I see in the scriptures a man named David, a famous, famous man. He became King David, of course. But he found a great cause to commit his life to. You could say he found greatness within that cause. At one point, he was a shepherd boy, youngest boy in his family. And he was looking after his dad's sheep. His brothers had all gone off to battle. They were fighting that, you know, they were the great warriors. He was just stuck in the, in the shepherd's field, tending sheep. His dad, but then his dad said, you know, your brothers have been fighting this battle too long. Take them some food. So David takes them some food. And when he gets to the battlefield, he gives his brothers the food. But then he starts to hear something. He hears a giant, a Philistine giant named Goliath taunting the Hebrews, taunting his brothers and all the Hebrew army. Uh, and he saw how when, the, when this giant Goliath would taunt them, the, his brothers and all the Hebrew armies, even the great Saul, would all cower in their tents in fear. They'd run away in fear. And he heard all this playing out. And watch this, 1 Samuel chapter 17. David said to the men who were standing by him, uh, 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 he said, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and rids, the, rids Israel of this disgrace? In other words, he says, this is a disgrace. You are, we are people, we are covenant people. We are people, uh, you know, of God. This is disgraceful, he says. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he dared to defy the armies of the living God? And then I love in verse 29, watch this, he says, David says, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? He recognized that something wasn't right. In other words, something arose within him. And in that moment, maybe he had made it before, but we see it visibly. David made a commitment to the cause of the kingdom of God. David committed to that. And you know, David could have easily said, this isn't my battle. You know, I'm just a shepherd's boy. I wasn't even, taught, I wasn't even trained. I don't have a sword. I'm not, in the, I'm not even in the army. He could have said that. He could have said, this is not my battle. But something arose within him. And we see in David a commitment to the cause of the kingdom of God. And we see three things. The commitment to that cause, it released in David great passion. Oh, I tell you, passion gives purpose. Passion gives a sense of destiny. You know, a person without passion, it's kind of, it's like a life not worth living. I mean, we all want passion, but passion is found in commitment to the cause. And I've discovered even in, in pastoring in this church, I can think of two individuals. I can think of a lot of you, by the way, I, but I think of two for sake of time, you know, who are such passionate, energetic people. 
but they're also two of the most committed people I know. One is 83 years old, and I think of her whenever I talk to her. If she sees a need, she says, what can I do about it, Nathan? What can I do about it? She's committed to the cause of Christ. 83 years old and put, would put a lot of young people to shame in her passionate energy level. I think of a young professional in our church who you know, could so easily be focused on their career and all, that type, and all that stuff, and that's a good thing, by the way. I mean, we need to advance in our careers, but at the same time, is committed to the cause, sacrificing time and energy, what about Again, one of the most energetic, joyful, uh, passionate people I know, I tell you. And I'm talking about a lot of volunteers here at our church, but committed to the cause. And in the commitment to the cause of Jesus Christ, I tell you, the spirit of Christ rises up within us. We begin to live that kind of overcoming life. And I tell you, you know, in 2020 and now 2021, that's why this church family, you know, we could have easily just said, we're going to just wait to ride it out, ride the storm out, and then we'll worry about the cause. We'll just try to hunker down and wait it out. But I tell you, last year, that's not, the, since, that's not been our attitude. When I say our, I mean you and I, all of us collectively together. No, we said we're not going to lay back. Not only are we not going to reduce our outreach and our commitment to the cause, we're going to double up. And so we doubled our missions given. We've been talking about that to reach new people. But we would have had every excuse to don't would have blamed us. But I tell you, commitment to the cause. And it's released a passion and energy and, and all the members here at Celebration Church. It's wonderful. And I see it secondly in David a commitment to the cause, it released great faith. Oh, I tell you, it released great faith. I mean, David saw the risk. Goliath was very risky. Uh, but, 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 but David also recognized that he, and all the others, by the way, had a bigger covenant, and it released a great faith. David had this overcoming faith. And listen, it, it, you know, David wasn't more aligned for, the, for, the, for, the, for faith than the others. David was in the same covenant as Saul, same covenant as his brothers. They all had the same opportunity, but David was simply willing. He was simply willing, and in the willingness we see a release of great faith. We, I mean, David didn't even have a sword, he wasn't even in the army, but he was simply willing. All, they all had the same opportunity, but the others were filled with excuses. And there'll always be excuses till the cows come, till the day we die. There will, there will be endless excuses if we wish not to be committed to the cause. But David, he recognized something's not right. This is a shame. This is a disgrace. So he rose up. He made that commitment. But in that, we see a release of great faith. And I tell you what, in 2021, our covenant with Christ, our covenant is that God is bigger. It's bigger than any fear. It's bigger than financial setback. It's bigger than, than any virus. It's bigger than illness and sickness and disease. I tell you, and I tell you, you know, sometimes we think, well, I'm not a, such a spiritual person. I'm not a person of great faith. You know, notice it simply took a, a willingness, a commitment to the cause. And I think of, you know, I, I don't like to share a story like this because you just say, oh, well, you're just a preacher. That's why it works for you. But no, it's not at all. Not at all. If you know me, I'm not a person who walks around, you know, just shouting out scriptures on my sleeves, you know, and, and, and walking around like that. But I tell you, you know, last November, and I, short, I told this a little bit of this story previously, but last November when they came out with an announcement that if my children, uh, and by the way, I have an infant, and I have a young toddler, and so they're, all, you know, when they're in the house, they're all consuming, and so they go to daycare, and when they said last November, I think it was, if they have even a runny nose, they're not going to daycare. Now, I wish I could say that I had such great faith that my kids never had runny noses, but if you, they did, and if you know kids in daycare, they pretty much live with runny noses, 24-7. So again, it's not, I'm not saying I'm such a, such a wonderful person, but I tell you, in November, when they made this announcement, I thought, 
I'm, I have a cause. Uh, you know, I, I'm a pastor, and by the way, my cause is no greater than yours. We're all part of the cause in different ways. But I thought, I have a cause, and I can't take all this time. My kids, you know, kids live with runny noses. I can't just, I have to be here at the, I have to work. I've got, we've got, we've got, uh, you know, commitments to the, you know, the, the different language groups that we've been reaching out to. We've got commitments to all the, you know, the people in our church. We've got so many commitments in this cause. I can't just take, I can't just, you know, cower down and just, not about cowering, but just, to, you know, I can't, I have a cause. And something arose within me and said, I'm not accepting this. I'm not, you know, it's not that I don't love my kids, but I, I you know, on the weekends, that's great, but I have a cause. And so I tell you, something arose. And again, it's not, I'm not saying I'm such a great person because I've, I didn't do this before him. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. But I said, something arose that I, I have a purpose. I have a cause. I can't be stuck home all the time. So every, and I tell you, we've done it ever, ever since that day in November. We, I take the hands of my children and we'd pray in the name of Jesus that they be well. And I tell you, to this day, they haven't missed a day of daycare. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm not saying anything, or Megan, or anything of that nature. And, and you know, if they get sick and have to you know, stay home from daycare tomorrow, I'm not going to get all into condemnation or guilt. Like, you understand what I'm saying. You understand our message. But I tell you, when there's a commitment to the cause, things greater than yourself begin to arise. I don't consider myself such a great person of faith. But when there's a commitment to the cause, there's a release of that which you didn't even know that you had. And I tell you, I know that's rising up and you, you're committed to the cause. Thirdly, we see in David, he, great expectations arose within his heart. I tell you, he expected God to come through when he faced Goliath. And by the way, he expected in himself the ability to defeat, defeat Goliath because he understood God had equipped him. And I tell you, in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. You have, that way, you have a covenant with God and in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. You have everything that you need to have big expectations. And I, I challenge each one of us in 2021, don't set small expectations for your family, for your finances, for your health. I'm just going to wait it up. No, have big expectations. Have big expectations. Not average in finance. Oh, I don't think I could expand this year. No, you can expand. Have big expectations. Why? The kingdom, the cause needs you. Remember, this is all for the cause. Abraham, God said, I'll make you great for the cause to be a blessing. The cause of Christ. I explained that cause at the beginning of our sermon. God needs this church needs you to prosper financially. This church, God's kingdom, the cause of Christ, needs you to be healthy and strong. The cause of Christ needs you to be an effective witness and minister. And so I tell you, you say, well, I, don't, I can live without an increase in that area. I can do without that. Well, the cause can't. The cause of Christ stirs us up and says, we can't live small lives. We've got to live big lives with big expectations. Secondly, I see in the scriptures a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is another person who found a cause and found greatness in the cause. We're talking about great in the cause today. He was a cupbearer. He was a slave to a foreign king. He wasn't a great person of influence or wealth. And yet he heard that the walls of Jerusalem were in disrepair, falling down. Now at that time, again, Nehemiah was a slave thousands of miles away from Jerusalem. And so he could have so easily said, well, it's not my problem. I got my own problems and I'll list them for you here, one by one by one. He was a slave. He had all kinds of reasons and problems and he so easily could have said, let someone else deal with it. There's other people better positioned, better skilled, better qualified, somebody else, but that wasn't his attitude. He was committed to the cause. And that commitment, again, commitments cause us to do things maybe we wouldn't normally do. The commitment to the cause caused Nehemiah to take Bold action, risky action. He asked the king. Again, he's a slave. 
But he asked the king, number one, king, can I have some time off? Uh, okay. But then number two, he had more requests. He said, oh, and by the way, can I have a letter of protection? When I'm traveling back, I want a letter of your protection over me. I mean, it took some, it took some serious boldness, right? But then like one of those infomercials we see on TV, but wait, there's more. This is Nehemiah. He asked for a third, a third request. Can you imagine? I mean, such boldness, but a commitment to the cause will cause you to do things you wouldn't normally do. And he said, I, but I, and I don't have anything to rebuild the walls. King, would you give me the supplies? And you know what? The king gave them to him. In fact, Nehemiah described it this way, Nehemiah 2.8, the king granted them to me because the good hand of my God was on me. If Nehemiah in the Old Covenant could have that expectations of the good hand, do you not believe that the good hand of God is upon I mean, we preach it every Sunday here at Celebration Church that grace abounds towards us. Do you not think the grace of God is the good hand of God? I mean, I tell you, we see in Nehemiah commitment to the cause, number one, released great grace in his life. Great grace. I mean, what if Nehemiah hadn't asked? But he asked. And we understand from the scriptures that God gives grace for every need, every need. And if you're in a challenge not of your own making, then he'll give grace for that challenge. But I tell you, there's also something we learn here. We are able to take on needs and challenges of others, that's what Nehemiah did, and expect his grace to supply for that need. I tell you, it's wonderful and it is beautiful how the grace of God supplies for every need that we face. Uh, and and, and it's so wonderful. And that's why we as a church family in 2021, we didn't have to take on these new initiatives of doubling our missions or, for example, the new initiatives that we talked about last week of helping persecuted Christians. That, uh, that, that We didn't have to take that on, but we understand that when we take on it, Take on a need of others, there's supply for that need. And I tell you, individually, I think even as my wife and I a annually, when we take, when we look at our budget and decide what can we do, we, we challenge ourselves, ask God for his faith because we recognize the more we commit to, the more supply that comes there. But what if, Abraham, what if Nehemiah didn't ask? In the same way, when we commit to great needs of others, we expect great supply. Secondly, commitment to the cause of Nehemiah, it brought great increase in his life. Great increase. He wasn't a man of influence, but he grew in influence. He's a person we read today for to understand great leadership. And what we understand from this in his life as well is that we learn that increase is found not in comfort, but in challenge. It wasn't comfortable for Nehemiah to go before the king and ask him. It was a challenge. It challenged his faith. It challenged probably his fears, but he increased in influence. He increased in all areas, not in comfort, but in challenge. And we understand that physically, of course. You know, if I sit on the couch and never move a muscle, my muscles deteriorate. They have to be challenged. They have to, you know, I'm not getting into the science of how muscles break apart and rebuild and all that. I'm just saying we have to be challenged. We increase not in comfort, but in, in challenge. And here's a key that I put on screen. We must live by conviction, not by comfort. In other words, we must live conviction-driven, not comfort-driven. And, and let me say, I like comfort as much as the next guy. I really do. But I'm saying it, it, growth or increase comes living by conviction, not, not by comfort, but by conviction. And I tell you, you know, I think even of this church family, what a wonderful church family we are who stood by us for the last year and a half and continues to do that with such wonderful support. And I think, you know, last year when the opportunity came to bring, you know, when our 
constitutional rights as a church family were being infringed upon and, and the opportunity came to bring a litigation or a lawsuit against the Ontario government to say this isn't right. This is legally improper what you are doing. And we remembered how in the, in Paul and his rights as a Roman citizen were being infringed upon. He spoke up and said this is, being, this is not right. And when the opportunity came, of course, that wasn't comfortable. It was, you know, there was, uh, for beyond the work involved, but there was also just the risk of what will everybody say? Will everybody turn on the church? And what will that, you know, et cetera, go on and on and on and on. So it wasn't comfortable. The, the reason of doing it wasn't for comfort's sake, but there was a conviction that, that this is not right. This is not, this is not helpful for the gospel. Is there not a cause, like David said? But in that in that conviction-driven motivation instead of comfort-driven motivation, the influence of this church family has grown. I tell you, people have been calling from around the country saying, we've heard of what's going on and we celebrate you. In fact, people are now joining the church because they've heard of the convictions that this church has for the cause of Jesus Christ and for the cause of the gospel. Again, not comfort, but conviction. And I tell you what, it has been a wonderful delight to be, to, to, and I'm talking to our church family now, such support and such love. I'm talking to you, and I expect great influence expanding in your personal life as well. I'm not just talking about the corporate family. I'm talking about the individ, your individual life uh, as well. We see that in Nehemiah, he grew in influence. And thirdly, we see a commitment to the cause in Nehemiah's life. It brought great transformation. I mean, great transformation. It's in the commitment to the cause where the ordinary is transformed into extraordinary. And again, it just takes the willing heart. Both Nehemiah and David, the key, the similarity was they were simply willing. David, he wasn't the most trained soldier. He wasn't the most senior. He was just willing. And in Nehemiah, was there not a prophet? Was there not a rich person? Was there not a king who could have rebuilt that wall? It had been down for 60 years. But it took a willing slave to get it done. That's all it takes is a, is a willing heart that releases this transformation, this increase. A commitment to the cause will take the ordinary person and take them to do, help them to do extraordinarily, extraordinary things. And I, even in my own life, you know, I think of how, you know, at the years, number of years back now, and, you know, and I was asked to preach and I fainted. I certainly, you know, I didn't have, you know, rather ordinary, if you could say. But I thank God, I had one thing going for me. I, I had many things in that sense, other people helping me, but in, the, in my own ability, I see myself as such lacking, but, but I had a willingness and I have seen how a willingness will take an extraordinarily ordinary person, I'm talking about myself, and help them to do, and I do, I do believe this, really extraordinary things. To me, it's extraordinary that I can communicate to you today, be a pastor of this church today, preach like I am today, to you today. Uh, you tell me 15 years ago, it would not have been possible, but a commitment to the cause, just a willingness, will transform the most ordinary of individuals into an extra, to help them to live an extraordinary, extraordinary life. Can I ask you? in 2021 first of all can I say the cause of Jesus Christ remains today the same cause of why he died rose again the same cause of why, what he gave his disciples that cause remains today and for us today as believers to stand together to build his church to make his name known far and wide the cause of Christ remains today is 2021 the right time maybe not are we the right people 
Who knows? But it's a willing heart and a willing heart. There's no telling what God can do. A commitment to the cause. A people who are committed to the cause of Christ. There's no telling what can be done. Greatness is found in the cause. Greatness is found for David, for Nehemiah, for Abraham. And for you, your life, your family, greatness is found in the cause of Christ. A great passion, a great faith, a great influence, a great increase in the commitment to the cause. In 2021, is there somebody you can help defeat their giant? Is there a wall that you can rebuild? Oh, I tell you, this church family, we, and I thank God, and maybe I'm probably talking to many of you who already are involved in volunteering, but I ask every one of you watching today, every one of us watching today, this church family, like never before, needs individuals who are committed to the cause, willing to volunteer time, sacrifice time, and energy, commitment to the cause of Christ. Very practically speaking, maybe you want to be a greeter, an usher, work in the media team. Maybe you want some of our gospel booklets to hand out in the community. Maybe you want to become, maybe you want to become a mate, part of our maintenance team or working in the mail department or on the phones. Or, uh, and there's so many other areas. I don't want to get into the weeds of all of the areas right now, but I believe something is rising in every heart and saying, I'm committed to the cause. Yes, the global cause of Christ, but to the local cause through the local church, I'm committed to the cause of Christ. You might say this isn't necessarily the right time. It's never the right time. You might say, I'm, not, I'm probably not the right person person, Nathan, none of us are really the right person. In fact, that's the right attitude that we want here at Celebration Church. So I exhort each of us, would you allow the Spirit of God to stir you today to take action? Here's how you can take action. And I'm not done. Pastor Peter's off to my right here, and he's going to do the Holy Communion, and Megan's coming up in a, in a moment's time. But put up my email right now. This is my personal email. Email me today. You say, you know what, Nathan? I don't know what area, but I want to do something. Even if you say, I can't get out of my house right now. I want, And we've had so many people during this lockdown saying, I'm just, I can't get out of the house right now, Nathan. Maybe you're elderly, but I'm going to phone or I'm going to care for people. I'm going to help people. So many ways. Be involved in something. There's greatness. You have a great life. Every one of us, there's a great life that God has called us to in the cause of Christ. Amen? Lastly, before I pass it to Pastor Peter, I mentioned before that the cause, our cause, is to make the love of Christ known, His saving grace, His forgiveness, and this new life available in Christ. That is the cause of Christ. And maybe you're watching today and you've never received His life. You've never received His forgiveness. Can I invite you to today? That is the purpose of the gospel today. That's the purpose why Jesus died, to give you His life, His forgiveness, and His grace. And there's a new spiritual life available for you.